This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Invincible mid-season finale on Amazon. Plus, is Sony building a Karate Kid cinematic universe? Dave Filoni gets a huge Star Wars promotion. The Avengers movies have a new writer. Taika Waititi reveals the real reason he joined the MCU. Superman Legacy adds a character from the Richard Donner movies and more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, November 27th, 2023. Yo, 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 this is Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino. You are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You want the most up-to-date comic movie and TV news? You found it. Fun? You bet. Puppets? With substance abuse issues? Oddly, yes. Only here on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Does it get any better than this? I don't think so. Listen, Rob Liefeld, creator of all the stuff you love. Saying to you, listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast. So sexy, so awesome. I never miss it. And uh, it's my favorite thing in forever. It's spectacular. It's awesome. I love it. Jock and Nerd. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Hello, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, someone who looks just as good in a Dallas Cowboy cheerleading outfit as Dolly Parton. It's Rug Boy. (laughs) Holy crap, Oli. She was really trying. She's, she's like older than my mom. Jesus, Dolly. Good for her, man. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Did you see Dolly Parton shows up at the, the Dallas Cowboys game in a Dallas Cowboys? She had both Partons out. Both oh. part in a cheerleading yeah. outfit. Oh, God. And I was like, damn, Dolly. She's 77 years old. I mean, yeah. she has a pretty flat stomach, but uh, yeah, that's not what I want to see. But look, yeah, at those, well, look, look at those tracks of land. <laughs> Look at those pardons. I mean, she's famous for that, but I mean, at this point in time, like you don't, ha- she didn't have to do that anymore. But I guess she likes no. it. Yeah. yeah, I guess she's proud of how she- the shape. I mean, she's in good shape, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna haunt your nightmares now. Anthony? She's such Maybe. a nice lady with such huge boobs. <laughs> she is an American treasure. <laughs> yeah, but you know, she's a nice old lady. Modern science these days. Keep hey, did you notice like big boobs when you were like a kid? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, sure. It was 100 percent. Yeah. Like, even right, if you right like, away. I remember I had like a heavy set teacher that had like just ginormous boobs. Yeah, but, like, that was enough at a certain age. <laughs> like, remember in Christmas Story, Ralphie has a teacher that's kind yeah. of matronly with big knockers. It's distracting when you're a child. <laughs> yeah, you notice it right so, away. Yeah. So even if it's like a woman is like uh, is like, uh, you know, kind of like matronly, you, like, you notice the huge rack. So. Dolly Parton's been cashing that check for a long time. It's like some innate primal thing, I think, right? You just want to be buried in the bosom. It's comforting. It's like safe. the Venus of Willendorf. Yes. What is that? Is that the statue? Do, look it up. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, somebody <laughs> Google it. Anyways, enough about the Venus. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we are here to geek out about some geek news and review some geek shit. Let's get it started. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. 
Oh, we're going to start with some uh, Karate Kid news, people. Surprise. Mm. We, we all love the Karate Kid. Who doesn't love the Karate Kid? It's, I love the Karate Kid. It's beloved. Uh, did you want, Rugs, a Karate Kid cinematic universe? Because we are going to be getting a Karate Kid cinematic universe. If it does anything to legitimize the Jaden Smith movie, then absolutely fuck no. Well, uh, Hollywood reporters uh, reporting Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are set to uh, come back in a new Karate Kid movie from Sony. Oh, it's not only reported. They did released a video. With they put too. yes. They've already they put out a casting call. They put out but a like, little teaser video. Jackie Chan does kung fu. Uh, of course, Jackie Chan is from the 2010 uh, reboot remake. I either never saw that movie or I saw it and I completely forgot I, it. I got to watch that movie. I've never seen it. I might have to watch it again. I've seen it and I think it's a weird movie. So, okay, here's here's a couple more details. Uh, it, they're planning uh, releasing this in a, a year from now, December 2024. Uh, it's being directed by this guy, Jonathan Entwistle who has done uh, teen television dramas, I Am Not Okay With This, and The End of the Fucking World. Uh, no uh, no hint at the plot, but it is known, it says in this article, that the story will focus on the East Coast and focus on a teen from China who finds strength and direction via martial arts and a tough but wise mentor. In fact, if you go to uh, KarateKidCasting.com, it says here, we are looking for the next Karate Kid. Li Fong is the character's name, looking for an actor to portray Chinese or mixed race Chinese between 15 to 17 years old. He speaks fluent English, conversational Mandarin is a strong plus. He's smart, scrappy, and a skilled martial artist. Any sort of martial artist, movement, gymnastics, dance experience is a plus. Uh, acting experience is preferred, but not required. They're going to shoot in the spring. They've already had like 10,000 submissions the first day. Uh, they put this out. I did submit my uh, application because David <laughs> Zika said I was still in the running. Look, I'm not that age or mixed race Chinese, but whatever. Mm. You, you never know. Um, what do we think about this? Here's my questions is I never saw that other movie. Will this connect to Cobra Kai? Don't you already have a bunch of next karate kids in Cobra Kai? Why are you looking for another one? There's no need for this. No, this is unnecessary. Like you could do a Karate Kid movie, like, but it, like, you don't need to because you have Cobra Kai. Yes. So, um, I don't know what's the point of this. I don't. You don't need the other uh, any new movies. Like, uh, they're all they all tell the same story, pretty much. Yeah, they all tell the same story, which is what it says here. Uh, young teen finds strength and direction via martial arts and. With a tough but wise mentor. Anthony, is this confusing? Uh, do you think we need this or are you excited for some more Karate Kid on the big screen? Uh, so I'm a big time Karate Kid fan. I, I, I haven't seen the Jaden Smith, uh, Jackie Chan one, so I, I should watch that if I am a Karate Kid fan. And it sounds like that is being combined with Ralph. I think that's all now. Basically, they're implying, I mean, when you have Ralph Macchio and Jaggy Chan, that this is all the same universe. Right? May, it could, I mean, it could be the world. It, that would be stupid. If it, it, it'd be insanely stupid if you had Jackie Chan or Ralph Macchio coming back and it wasn't the same universe. Uh, Jackie plays, because he's not Miyagi, he's Mr. Han, right? It's another right. character. Another character in China, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So 
I think this is implying that this is all going to be there. That happened in the same universe. All right, fine. I have a little bit more of a positive spin on this. I just have a lot of questions. Yes. Like, for example, why if hopefully this it doesn't have to necessarily tie directly into Cobra Kai, but they shouldn't completely ignore it either. Yeah. Because yeah. Cobra Kai is basically what has brought back this interest, whole universe. Yeah. yeah, interest in it. So to ignore that would be a really foolish thing. It doesn't sound like the creators of Cobra Kai are involved in this, but that doesn't mean it can't be tied to right, it. Right, right. Um, as far as like, do, do we need this? I mean, I would have, I would have said this. I think I probably even said the same thing when Cobra Kai first came out on YouTube Red. I was probably like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So I think there is potential for this, and what Cobra Kai, especially this last season, has done has made. The shit movies being like AKA Karate Kid Part Three, yeah, like actually better, yeah. Right, so there is a way they've 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 already proven there is a way to do this and it not be complete shit and actually be good. But um, I will I will push back on this because this Karate Kid movie with Jaden Smith was not like it was in no way it was in name only. Basically, they took the story from Karate Kid. And they set it in China. In Beijing. He doesn't even it, yeah. learn karate. Oh. He's a fish out of water because he's in China and he has to fight uh, other people in Kung Fu that he doesn't know because they're teasing him or whatever. But, I mean, it's basically a soulless remake of the of the, of the the other movie. And this, the other one, the Cobra Kai, worked because it was tied to the actual Miyagi thing. Right. And Okinawa and karate and... And the whole mystique of uh, what is Cobra Kai and what is uh, Miyagi-Do and all that mysticism and all that fucking nice juxtapositions that you have. This has nothing to do with anything. So it's um, I feel like they're trying to shoehorn it in because whatever, because Jackie Chan's a big name, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, I haven't seen the other ones, but um, I mean, they had some good action scenes in it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I felt mean, like, it was, if, I felt it was like Ray in it, there that means there is a tie still to Miyagi. It's Miyagi verse. It's got to be. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I, there's just I think there's a lot more things that I would need to see play out before I can have a fully formed opinion on it. But that being said, I also think Karate Kid, like what the essence of it is, like a teenager looking for mentorship and a lost teenager looking for guidance, yeah. right? Like yeah. I know the karate is in the name. But it's more about like the martial art and like the old man showing this lost kid the, the way discipline and stuff. It, yeah. Right. And then like so like as long as there's some sort of that context, I think it could work. So we'll see. I just have a lot more. I just have a lot of questions. Like if they're going to ignore Cobra Kai, I think that'd be a really big mistake. If they're doing some weird like off like different universe type thing, I think that'd be really strange. So we got to see what, what what else is coming. Like what what are they doing? I, I'm game, though, to a Karate Kid movie. That's for sure. Did you ever see the movie Never Back Down? No. What's that when, one? When was, when was that one? It came out in, like, the early 2000s, and it's basically an MMA that. version of Karate Kid. Oh. And Mr. Miyagi is, G, is uh, Dijon Hansu or D- D- Digimon oh, Hansu. Digimon Hansu is the... Okay. Never, from, yeah, wow. he is about a kid who learns MMA. He moves to Florida. He's a new yeah. kid in town. Amber Heard is, like, oh, the Amber girl in it. Yeah. And... uh it's it's Karate Kid. It's Evan the Pierce. same fucking movie, and he learns from like 
uh, Digimon Hansu how to like uh, get his life together and shit. And um, except it's MMA. Is it any good? No, it's about <laughs> as good as the Karate Kid is oh, okay. the one with with uh, with uh, Jaden Smith. It's the, the same level. But, that that Jaden Smith movie apparently it was made for forty million dollars. It goes on to make three hundred and fifty nine million dollars. I'm surprised they didn't make more of these. But no, Jackie Chan's character somehow they should tie it to Miyagi. They've done such great world building on Cobra Kai with the tournament and the Miyagi verse and the. Well, I don't think they need to tie in Jackie Chan's character. The tie right. would be Ralph Macho. Uh, I guess it would. Be I, the Jaden yeah. Smith one was weird because, like, the one that we know is. A, a high school age kid, like senior or sophomore in high school, something like that. Yeah, is he younger? And than that one? he, Jaden Smith, is like eleven years old. He's got uh, a shirt off. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're like sexualizing him in a weird Jeez. way. Yes, and uh, he has a girlfriend or he's got a love interest. That's all and Will like, Smith's doing, no doubt. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, this movie is really weird and creepy, and I don't. Is like it, it worse than the next Karate Kid with Hillary Swank? Uh. It, in what way? Like it's worse. I don't, I don't, well, the Hillary, the next, the next Cry Kid is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, that <laughs> the, that is a terrible movie, but it is terrible. And, <laughs> and, but no, the the uh, you know the, the the one with Jackie Chan is not a bad movie. It just, just it could have gone kid. the way it could have been an honorable and not called itself the Karate Kid and called itself like uh, never like never kid. back down. Like <laughs> didn't call itself Karate Kid MMA style. You know, so there's no mention of anything from the other movies in that one in the 2010 one. No, I thought it was, it was a reboot. So it, this okay. is a this is an interesting. He doesn't idea. do karate. He does kung fu. It, it, it they make fun of him because he knows karate, and so karate, knowing karate sucks. I guess in in China or whatever. So <laughs> what's gonna happen is Danny Larusso causes an incursion between realities, and uh, Jackie Chan. Look, comes anything could be good. The crack Any, anything space. if you do it right, right? So I mean, also what's concerning is this like timetable. Like they, it sounds like they, they're gonna throw this together. They're, they they want to shoot in the spring, and they're looking for someone to train. Well, it doesn't and sound like they're doing this the anymore. Year. But I remember when we first talked about this, we might have mentioned it on the show. But originally, it was going to be not have anything to do with Cobra Kai at all. Yeah. Oh, and that they were going to do this inverse thing where it was the the teenager teaching an adult karate. Oh, interesting. This is how that, you that use the stupid. internet. Yes, <laughs> this is how you learn. <laughs> no, like that would have been dub. Yeah, that that, been really I don't dumb. know if that, that that doesn't really have the essence of it either. Uh, there's, not very, th- there's not very many times a, a, an adult is looking for a kid for like life guidance teach me karate 11 year old i mean that could work in a weird way but you have to you have to have a really good writer yeah you you have to have a genius writer behind it you think we'll see uh hillary swank and cobra kai she's the only last piece it's the last piece everybody else they threw in there here's the here's like the speculation i saw online because i i did i did actually get a little bit excited because karate kid means a lot to me and if they made a good movie yeah. That tied back to the Miyagi verse, not yeah. this, not the Jaden Smith one. Although yeah. now, now I feel like I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, um, that would be have awesome. You're going to love it because <laughs> you love Smith one. You love eleven year old love interest. <laughs> <laughs> what? But. Okay. Uh, anyways, so the 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 thing I've been seeing online is like, will they like pay a boatload to Jackie Chan to show up at like as a tag scene at the end of oh. Cobra Kai and promote this? Because now this is all. This is definitely how old is Jackie Chan? It it has to be all the same universe if you're going to have Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. Who's older, Jackie Chan or Dolly Parton? Uh, Let's see. The winner. The winner is me. 
The winner is Dolly Parton. Jackie is 69. 69? Dolly's 77. Make him the character from Police Story. That'd be great. What was that guy's name? I don't know. With his whole family. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, either way, I'm kind of intrigued. If they can pull this off with Macho and Chan and the Miyagi-verse and somehow... Keep it going. I'd be more. I'd be more. Oh I'd be more in tune if they, they that they could pull it off if the Cobra Kai people got involved. Yeah, that. Yeah, this is all different people, so it might. But you can't ignore that completely. That's the no. Thing. That would be dumb. That would be really dumb. But those kids are getting old, so like you need another kid. You don't now. necessarily need it to tie in directly, but you don't want. You, you shouldn't it. ignore it. Like Ralph yeah. Macchio's character shouldn't. They shouldn't start the movie, and Ralph Macchio's character is like. This guy that's never hasn't done karate since the eighties, right? Like none of that happened. That like, would yeah, be then the, which would completely nullify everything that happened in the Cobra Kai. I mean, just them showing it us the movie from Johnny Lawrence's point of view is the most brilliant fucking thing they could have done in the beginning of that series. So good, turned me. Danny Larusso is an asshole. I'm Team Johnny. Anyways, listener, let us know what you think. You could join this conversation by joining our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. There is a link in the episode description. It's a closed exclusive group just for you. Cobra Kai, live or die. Uh, what is their motto? No mercy. No mercy. Yeah. No mercy. Show mercy is for the weak. Oh, you got to show a little bit of mercy. What okay. did you say instead? I said live or die. Cobra live or Kai. Die? What is that? Isn't that, is that like Terminator? <laughs> That's a James Bond movie. Live and let die. Oh. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's Great. just let's just move, move on. on run. A little bit of Star Wars news. I like when he tries to pull something out of his ass and it, didn't it doesn't hit at all. No one knows what he's talking about. No, it smells like shit. <laughs> I don't know what that happens all the time. I cut out most of them. Uh, Star <laughs> Wars news. Rugs. Anthony's not going to give a shit, but Rugs, give me your reaction to this. Dave Filoni has been named chief creative officer of Lucasfilm. Oh shit. CCO, uh, and, and what this means, uh, for, it means his, nothing. In his own words, he said, quote, in the past, in a lot of projects, I would be brought into it. I would see it after it had already developed a good ways. It has opened up to basically everything that's going on. When we're planning the future of what we're doing now, I'm involved at the inception phase. So he will work more directly with Kathleen Kennedy. First of all, you think this is a good move for Filoni? Is he the only guy out right over there right now that understands? Well, I don't know if he wants his target on his back because now he's going to yes. take the focus off of Kathleen Kennedy. Is he going to be a scapegoat? And she can blame him. Yes, she can blame yeah. him when things are bad. She's using him as Patsy, or is she stepping down? And you, she's got, not stepping down and putting. She him in needs charge. a shield after this fucking South Park episode. Pretty oh, much yeah. lifted she, up the skirt. Of, of what's going on at Disney she over there. She can't quit and, now after that. And uh, yeah, so she needs she needs plot armor. She needs something to somebody <laughs> to take the brunt of what... all the bad decisions. So that's why he's there. It's making it's going to make nothing different. The fact that he's there in the beginning might look. Dave Filoni is very knowledgeable about Star Wars. He is a creator of many characters that I like. He works in very well in animation. Uh yes. theatrically and in live action, he takes a little bit of a step down, but still I see promise. He's just starting out with, with that. Like his first few cracks at it. But 
I don't know if this is going to save Star Wars. I really don't. I don't think it's. I think it's. This is a, Disney's doing a lot of posturing. Yeah. And I could get into this deeper if you want, but basically there was like a a a meeting where Disney executives were talking to their investors, and they were saying, "Listen." We are not going to change course. Like we have social and environmental goals. Yeah. And we know that it's going to affect our, 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 our money and the way we do things, but we're doing this for altruistic reasons. And so as an investor, you need to be informed of that. You, you know, so they're, they're, they're going to stay the course. They're committed to not really changing anything. They're just trying to change the perception of what Disney is doing mm. by switching people around. Doing this and doing that, so I don't think it's going to make a lick of difference. No, that's Nothing. interesting you say that because I think all the stuff that they're planning, none of that changes. They're still moving forward with whatever Star Wars stuff is happening. And Kathleen Kennedy is the one that I think gave them this promotion. Also, does those being a good at animation and TV, do those skills translate to being an executive, a chief creative officer? Maybe I don't know. But if he just handles the overall narrative, at least there's a guy looking after like the story and that you don't have a trilogy that has nothing to do with the, each other. Three movies like they just did. But I don't I think you're right. I don't know how much this will change. Uh, I, I doubt it's going to be a huge change. I feel like, as I said, like Kathleen's Kennedy is feeling a lot of heat. Kathleen's Kennedy. Kathleen's. The ki- the <laughs> Kathleen's. Uh, she's feeling a lot of the heat here, and uh, she needs something to look like she's doing something, and this is the best they can come up with right now. But you don't think this is a like you don't think he's the best option they would have? Well, yeah, obviously, like h- him being such a like a, a a knowledgeable person about Star Wars and a creator of a lot of characters is important, and you want. But she's not going to give him total autonomy. He can't fire people. He can't make big decisions. Right. She has. She's behind all the yeah. real decisions. He's just being involved in the inception, which, yeah, I think is great. But I think at the end of the day, if Kathleen Kennedy has got the the veto power, what's it really? What What, what are you really empowering him to do? And she's the one who wants to. Uh, she wants the glory, right? She wants to go out like looking like she didn't just ruin this whole entire brand. So. I don't know if it's really a good move for him, but, but whatever. I mean, that is a target. Maybe it's just to placate the fans a little bit. Also, to tell people, look, we are taking this seriously. We're trying to fix uh, whatever Star Wars is. Vanity Fair. Has you, think like that, a, you think that she's going to be like, all right, just do whatever you want. I, I mean, I don't know. No, no come on. It. Let's get real. She's not going to do that. Next year, they're going to give a skeleton crew TV show with Jude Law and or season two. There's the long-ass Vanity Fair article that they posted all this in. It's very in-depth. He talks about Ahsoka Season 2, and and he's getting a movie. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Star Wars still coming out next year. Um, we're going to have to see how much this will affect anything. I just think it's nice that uh, they got a guy that's like really passionate to look over the narrative, but we'll see how far that's going to take him. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Favreau's not going to wouldn't, you know, he's he's not going to. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that smoke. They're not going to change their course on how they're doing things. They're going to operate the same. And I told you why. Because most people who work at Disney have that mindset. And so where they want to see everything change, they don't want to. 
They don't care about the traditions. They think they, the traditions are bad. So they uh, don't, they don't, they don't agree with, you know, with like getting back to basics and getting back to what was cool in the eighties and the seventies when all these things came out. Right. So they're, they're not interested in that. It's a whole, it's a whole entire group of people that are working there. I would say it's the majority of people that are working. So I mean, you can't just change that by with policy. You can't. Disney in general has a, it's they're hurting at the box office again. That movie Wish came out and did not do as well. It's another kind of box office flop for them. So they, yeah, the, the only I mean, I, the only I I do see this article. The only thing though is money talks, man. And if if yeah. g- going in a political direction on everything to just to spite yourself, that that doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, and I'm surprised. They're usually all about the money. So if so, if they're so steadfast, I mean, not- when Chapek was in charge, yeah. literally his whole motto was, "What's going to boost the stock price?" I feel like they have so much IP, they could just sell their way out of any situation that they, they could, have. and that's probably they might have to sell their way out of. A oh, lot that's of it. a good point too. They can just ditch like it. they don't really like the fact that their backs are not really up against the wall. Also emboldens it even more worse because they have the keys to so many kingdoms. So yeah, yeah. they just have to sell it off. And they could just keep doing whatever they want to do and live for another day and not have to worry about weather the storm. So, yeah, it's worth more, though, if the things are making money. Yeah, you think the, right? right now. Right. I mean, you would think this the stuff is all kind of going on the other side. Uh, one thing I saw with when Chapek was involved was um, them being so obsessed with the stock price. That's why they did that Disney Investor Day. Oh, yeah. When they were like, basically what Chapek did was he told like Kathleen Kennedy, he, everyone, all the creatives, just announce things that are on the way. Oh, right. Even right. if they're like not even, even if they're like half-baked ideas, just announce them as official. Yeah, the stock will and take a nice and, hit. Yeah, because the stock, everyone, you know, investors yeah. like, oh, shit, look, all these things yeah. are coming. Yeah. And that's why like they announced all these things and you're, you're looking at now like half of those things never even got made or already out. Like they're not happening. Yeah, they're pulling back on a lot. I saw another thing. They may pull back on their special presentations, uh, which is a shame because I think that's a better way than the TV shows for them. But they're going to be cutting back. Speaking of the MCU, uh, let's move on to this lot of we talked about Avengers, uh, the two Avengers movies coming up, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars last week. A lot more rumors. But here is something that's not a rumor. Deadline reporting. Loki creator Michael Waldron is going to be writing Avengers the Kang Dynasty, and he was already had the job of writing Secret Wars. So he wrote Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, created Loki, two very heavy multiversal things. They got one writer writing both of them. That's great. I think he's a good pick. Now they just got to pick a director. First of all, what do you guys think of uh, Michael Waldron? Writing both of these movies. It's not Marcus and Mephili like I wanted. He was the Loki guy, right? He Yeah, he created Loki and wrote uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. Oh, interesting. So he knows his multiverse-ish. I see, he would seem to be a better... I, I like the Loki stuff. I gushed over that. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, I know wasn't the best. I also know that movie was really fucked with in terms yeah. of it was actually supposed to come out before No Way Home. Oh, right, then, right, 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 right. And then No Way Home had to come out before that, so then they had to rearrange the writing on it. That also had a director change right before 
yeah the movie started oh, filming. Yeah. Oh, so I, overall i think i like waldron as a writer um and it's good if he's doing both i mean i think loki is like one of the best tv things they've done in a long it's time best, now. It's, yeah it's the best tv thing they did i thought if they were they, not doing only, king well i think the the title is going to change still mm. it's there it's avengers what five and six six and seven five and six yeah, there's rumors that it might there still might change. Uh, so I don't I think, think that's the right move, to be honest. Really? I think no. I think that title is gonna change. Uh no, you're only changing it because the fucking the guy is gonna might go to jail. Oh, his trial is like two days from now, I believe. I thought it was on the twenty ninth. I'll have to look at it. So next week we may have some juicy tidbits from that trial, and then maybe they start changing things. But I guess you're right. Uh change it only I don't know. You can uh yeah. Can't you could keep the title, but I really think they're gonna. You know, I mean, the title doesn't necessarily mean anything, but yeah, I, I think Kang should still play a part in it. I don't think you should just completely write the guy out of the movie. Kang is a huge multiversal villain. Yes, yeah, the character is fantastic, and uh, they, you know, he hasn't. You got variants built in. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. There's the yeah. It could be anybody. Um, the uh, speaking of Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, the rumor. Who's to direct the two Avengers movie? The latest rumor, Sam Raimi. Wow. Daniel Rickman is reporting. Now, I fucking love Sam Raimi, but I'm going to say uh, no. Don't do that. Oh, shit. Don't. don't. <laughs> don't. I, I, I don't see it for Avengers. I saw it for Doctor Strange. And I. Uh, yes. That was like a layup for him. Like, Doctor yeah. Strange is right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. And he, he did, wasn't able to pull that one out. He got a chance to have a musical note yeah. fight in the air. You know, it's I, I perfect. like Sam Raimi. I'm with you. I'm with both of you guys. I like Sam Raimi, Raimi a lot. I think we all Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I think we got a pretty nerfed Sam Raimi. Like we got a little bit, but it wasn't a full Sam Raimi movie. It was like a weird Sam Raimi MCU movie, which yeah. at the end of the day really served no one well. Yeah, um, right. I hope that's not what I would want for Avengers. And as Ruggs mentioned, I don't even think he's the right like Avengers. Like that doesn't even seem like it fits him at all. No, no, I don't think it's a good thing. And he did Spider-Man. So I don't know, <laughs> but Spider-Man kind of fit him. You know, it's got did like it? body horror and like weirdness. He, added, that to he it. added all that. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man's just weird. It's a weird, more weird story. It's not a traditional like Superman or whatever. Like it's kind of like this, there's a lot going on there that's kind of there's comedic aspects to it there's uh you have to identify with the nerd and Sam Raimi can do that yeah and uh it's that time he was one of those guys that read the comic when it came out initially yeah so like in the 60s he was reading this shit so he's like the perfect guy to understand Spider-Man now Avengers he probably read that too but I really think that it's broader than Spider-Man. Spider-Man is more specific. Yeah. Broader so, and more like different tones amongst different characters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to balance. The other rumored directors are uh, Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead. Really? Moon Knight. They directed oh. Loki. Uh, they're directing Daredevil Born Again. So those guys, I think, could be your new Russo brothers. Uh, I'm Anthony. I'm like three quarters of the way through the book. The rate of the Jesus Christ. You're the like slowest the, reader in the world. Three Five I'm, years later, like 350 <laughs> some odd pages. But reading it's gotten to the point after Endgame, after all that. And it and we know this, but it reiterates the point that you need people who are 
creative and collaborative to yeah. work with the Marvel method of making these I, movies. I, I really think that we're actually think that we're in like a barren talent time. And I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. Because I just every once in a while, just every once in a while for shits and giggles, I'll throw on Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. Oh, okay, the cartoon. and that's how you do superheroes. Yeah, yeah. And they, for some reason, there was a talent pool that got it, and yeah. a company that got it, yeah. and put that cartoon out, and it's still better than like ninety percent of Marvel movies. Any episode, you could pick any episode of Justice League, yeah. put it on, and it gets the characters right fucking away. spot on. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, are there people that can do that now? Probably. Are they the ones that may be too old to write or too old to be the writer's rooms? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Um, who knows? Uh, but uh, they, it can be done. They're just not doing it. So uh, it's weird. Like these these team books, these like Avengers. Yeah. Like th- that should be a, a fucking slam dunk for like a, a good director, a good writer. Like if they know the material, absolutely, so much. it's a fucking layup, right? There's so much, but here's the thing, right? Right now, I just saw this article in Forbes. It was kind of interesting, and the guy, I don't uh, know, it, it wasn't a layup before Josh Whedon got. Everyone was no. talking about, "How are you going to do this? How is this going to work?" Well, you can do it. I mean, you can. I mean, we're you watching Invincible, it. watching Invincible, and it, there's a very rich cast of characters that interact yep. with one another. Yeah, Gen Z's doing it. Yeah, the boy it's, does it. Who's yeah. doing it? Who's yeah. the people that they're now? Who are they calling upon to do this? Now, I think with Gen V and uh, in boys, there's a little bit more license. Like no one knows these characters. They're not something to compare to. We don't have this like built-in feeling of what it should be like or what the stories are because we don't a lot of people didn't read them but uh invincible obviously has its fans and they're sticking pretty close to the comics from what i know obviously it's like right it's like right out of the comics i heard the boys is the show is better than the comics is what i see people saying right so um it can be done it just with avengers it's you've killed off all your good characters well, that's my question. Who is lead, who leads the Avengers now? In the book, they mention, and you know, it, they did the they did the whole Black Panther chapter. It's yeah. very good, and it's tragic because he was uh, going to be one of the leaders. Yeah, he was beat T'Challa along with possibly Spider Man, your Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange are going to be set up as the leader of the Avengers, and now T'Challa's gone. Nobody knows who fucking Spider Man is. Captain Marvel. Just put out the lowest fucking move, box office movie Marvel's ever put out. Who's leading these Avengers now? I think that you need a good Captain America to lead the Avengers at, or some other character. Sam Wilson, Captain America. Can he do it? Does he has he got? I, I, I think I saw an article or something blur a blurb where um, they mentioned uh, these. There might mention four, but I know they mentioned these three. They were saying that Deadpool three, uh-huh. Shang Chi two, yes, Doctor Strange three are all leading into like and Spider Man like, four. I think also was might, in that, that might have been the other one that yeah, are all leading yeah. into Kang Dynasty or whatever they call it. Like so, if those are the movies, then that's those are your leaders. I mean, right? Shang Chi is a great pick. Like I want to see more. I like Shang Chi. I think yeah. there's potential for that character. Spider Man yeah. would be like a natural. Like that to be an easy thing. Character's not necessarily a leader, but he's just popular. What if Doctor it's Doctor Strange what if it's is a Wolverine. multiversal character? What's that? Wolverine. 
Well, yeah, the other, and then the yeah, Wolverine or yeah. Deadpool. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is the other. What if he was the leader? I mean, give me X-Men versus Avengers then if you're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the young Avengers, but I don't know if any of them is. Uh, that's going to be a whole separate thing. Like, you can't have them leave the Avengers. They, You know, Spider-Man No Way Home is on stars still, but they had like a free stars weekend. And I wa- finally got to watch it again. Because I was just going to rent it. And fuck, that movie is so much fun. But nobody, everybody, I guess people know who Spider-Man is. They don't know who he is. Is And is that enough to give him the lead? Have you read that portion of the book yet? The No Way Home part? No, yeah. I'm right okay. before that. I got okay. just to the end of Endgame. Then I won't spoil why they wrote the oh. movie the way they did. Oh, man. The book is so good. All right. I'm, yeah, I love how it's like movie by movie. So, yeah, I'm right there. So that'll be interesting. And until we see Deadpool It'll, it'll only take you another five weeks to read the rest of That's it. That's fine. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it done by the time 2025. Instead, you're watching uh, reruns of that show. What was it? The DC show Powered or whatever? <laughs> Powerless? Powerless. Yeah, most, you're just wasting your time watching the most the crap. unfunniest show ever. But it had Vanessa Hutchins. It's nice to look at. She's nice to look at. Yeah. It's absolutely. No, I got to watch Perfect Strangers every week, a show from 34 years ago. It's only like a half hour episode. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm watching. Oh, I watched a bunch of other dumb shit. Anyways, uh, did you see this other article about Taika Waititi finally just admitted? He's like, oh, yeah, I did That's Thor for the, for the money. I didn't really read Thor. I didn't like him. I needed a paycheck. My kids were starving. I'm no, and, is uh, anyone surprised? Anyone that no. watched his shit? No. Knew he didn't. He didn't no. care about the characters at all. Yeah. Yeah, he just made his own. He just made like uh, who we are in the shadows version of Thor, just his own version. It hit the first time, it failed miserably. Too much, time. too much the second time. Um, so obviously, we said he's not coming back for Thor 5. They want uh, apparently Gareth Edwards is being eyed for Thor 5, which Ooh. they're saying is going to be darker. That could work. Gareth what, Edwards. Yeah, for like a dark Thor fucking movie. Interesting. Mm. He would come back and work with Disney, huh? After Rogue One, yeah. yeah. After what Yo, the- he needs that money after the yeah. creator yeah. bombed. Everybody, yeah, the creator bombed, and he's come out and said, "Like I was involved at the end of Rogue One. It wasn't. They didn't just take like, it away. I like him. I do like him. I don't know if he fits the MCU, but I like him. I mean, he, he just needs a big, like a, a giant creature to show a scale. What what can he use? Some kind of fucking Thor surter or something." Imagine Surtur, you, and you're you like, gotta, you gotta, you gotta have in Thor five. You, you gotta have Beta Ray Bill. Oh, you need Beta Ray Bill, absolutely. There's still a lot of fun things you could do with the Thor. Uh, so we'll see. That's all rumors. All rumors. Let's move on to some DC news. Meanwhile, over at Warner Brothers DC, there, James Gunn continues adding casts to uh, Superman Legacy. It's coming out 2025. The latest casting is this guy, Skylar Gizondo, as Jimmy Olsen. He looks like Jimmy Olsen. He looks exactly like Jimmy Olsen. But more importantly, James Gunn is just casting these fucking beautiful women in this movie. Uh, One being Sarah Sampaio, who is a former Victoria's Secret model. She will be playing Eve Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher is in this movie. Oh, Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher. That's great. Where's Otis and fucking uh, Luthor? No, Ned Beatty. Rest in peace. But the fact that he's putting Miss Tessmacher in this movie and then uh, Maria Gabriela DeFaria is also very attractive. She's playing someone called Angela Spica, 
slash the engineer. I don't know who that is. Hmm. But James Gunn. It's a Wonder Woman villain from what I remember. Oh, it's a Wonder Woman villain? Hey, you know, what gets people in the seats? James Gunn. Men yeah. that like superhero movies, which is what about say I'd say sixty five seventy percent of the, yeah. the crowd for movies superhero sure. movies. Nerds like hot women. Yeah, I, yeah. This, this is, is old school casting. You just yeah. you put a hot bunch of hot women in an action movie. You're not gonna get only a good crowd. Do, not only dudes like hot women, but some other people like hot. Women. That, everyone <laughs> likes everyone likes attractive people. We'll just put it like that. All right, it's better. Yeah, Listen, yeah. that's thank I'll, you for fixing. Gal Gadot yeah, yeah. is Wonder Woman, just stunning. Like you can't take your eyes off of her. But he's uh, stacking the cast with. No one, uh, no one wants to see a bunch of people that look like them on real looking people. No, <laughs> I no. see myself every day. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. see myself represented on screen. That's, maybe, a, uh, maybe like the most like beautiful version of yourself, but not someone that actually yes. looks like yourself. And then when you do have a character that's ugly and fat, what do you do? You get a good looking dude and you put him in a fat suit and makeup. Yeah, that'll fix your problem. <laughs> You're, you're still bitter about that penguin casting, huh? Uh, fucking Colin Farrell in that fat suit. That's some <laughs> bullshit. I'll watch his TV show, though. He is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, with uh, yeah, with this Victoria's Secret model. And so you're like, this she's is very stack, attractive. It's a stack cast. Yeah, she's uh, Portuguese. Miss Tesmacher. Miss Tesmacher. All amazing. I remember him just saying, Miss yes, Tesmacher. She's great. Remember, she helped him in the pool. He was dying and sinking. And she, she ate out with him. And she dives in and kisses and makes out with him first and then takes the kryptonite off of him. And poor poor Superman is not, can't do anything. But He's like, why did you kiss me first? She's like, I didn't think you'd let me if I didn't. <laughs> great. I did. She's all wet. Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's just continued to uh, fill out this cast. We got Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor and all these other people. Nathan Fillion uh, as, a, as a Green Lantern. Isabella Merced, all these other people. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, what will happen in December is the last DCEU movie, the end of the DCEU universe, Aquaman, coming out in about a month. Uh, and it doesn't look like it's going to open to a lot of money. Uh, similar, they're saying it's going to open lower than the Marvels, thirty-two Ooh. to forty-two million. Uh oh! At the December twenty-second holiday, are you more psyched weekend. to see this or the Marvels? You know what? I'm actually more excited to see Aquaman. Believe it or not, really? There's no Iman Vanani in there. I but yeah. Come but, on, Imran. Don't but, lie to us. I mean, Iman Vanani's great, but like the crazy batshit things they're showing in this trailer, I just can't wait to see how it all just gets squished on the screen. This um, might sound like a. Mar- I, know, I know he didn't ask me, but this isn't a Marvel. Sound like a Marvel Homer, an- Homer answer, but I was more excited to see the Marvels. Yeah, because at least I know the Marvels meant something to some right to the right. universe. Yeah, yeah. I know that this is a fucking lame duck movie. That's that's and that's I true. there's a potential that this guy, uh, what's Momoa, is going to be Lobo by the time, yeah, James Gunn gets his hands on him. I bet as soon as soon as this movie's out, give it a couple of weeks, and they're going to be like Momoa is Lobo, and they just announce it. They just did wait. you see him on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, we talked about this last week. It oh, was it, it was not that funny except for the one thing. <laughs> um, but look, I think it's funny that box office, like the Marvels, is getting trashed for the box office. And yeah, it's low for a Marvel movie, but the, all the movies have been doing pretty bad lately. Uh, but this Forbes article suggests that it's not as bad as everybody. Uh, well, look at it Five Nights at Freddy's and Barbie did it amazing yeah. balls. Yeah. So when you got 
you got these unknown, untested movies coming out. Then you got like things that are a lock, not making money. It does should be like, whoa, ooh, like something's up. Uh, there. So Forbes is saying if you take all the movies, uh, the twenty-two movies in the Infinity Saga, and the money they made, and average them out, those movies came around to nine hundred thirty-five million dollars per movie. Okay. If you take the 10 movies released in the multiverse saga and what they've grossed and divide that, that per film average is about 815 million per movie, which is not far behind uh, what they were doing before. In fact, I believe Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I saw a note, it will be the only movie with a budget of 200 million plus that will earn a profit this year, is what they're saying. Wait, how many movies versus how many movies? Let's see if we're comparing apples to apples. So 22 movies in the Infinity Saga, which made about $20 billion. And then 10 movies released in the Multiverse Saga, they made about $8 billion. So it's a little, they're tracking a little less. Yeah, I I, I looked at your article. I mean, when you compare Marvel movies to other movies... Yeah. It's they're still doing well, but as an admitted Marvel shill, they're not going in the right direction. Like this is not good. That is true. Uh, even Thanksgiving weekend couldn't help the Marvels. Like, there, there's. I think this is a a good way to like spin it, but that that's the the facts bear out that this is not. They're not. It's not good. Well, like, they, they found some kind around. of weird way of looking at it where like right. it, it it stacks up okay. Yeah, you can you can stack the numbers any way you want. But the the recent trends are not looking good. Right. They're not going to do it. They're not changing course. They're given time. They need a break. I think the break with the Deadpool 3 next year is going to be good. Because I was reading this other article and someone's like, look, the way the best thing you could do with a franchise that nobody's doing is give it a break. Like plan a bunch of things and then plan a break. So people yeah, they can have a break bit. for sure. Yeah, I think on it partly because of uh, the the downtrend, but also I think the writer strike helped them. To yeah, but force yeah. them to give up, take a break, and maybe they will learn to build in breaks more and not be a Bob Chapek and be like, put everything out. I want something out all the time. There well, should that, never, yeah, he was just motivated by the stock. Yeah, yeah, there should never not be anything out, but then it's not as special, is it? Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, you know, when you're motivated by the stock, you're motivated by short-term wins. So anytime you have a new, th- you'd always want something new out so that people are like, oh yeah, I'll invest yeah. in that. Goes up. Goes they down. got new stuff. They got new stuff. Sell some toys. Uh, Sell some toys. <laughs> yeah. Like the more stuff, like the way like a, a, a investor would be like, well, they're making stuff and they're going to make money so that I'll make money because right. I'm investing. But if they're not making it, but it, it's like, Aren't these investors going to start pulling out? Or like most people are like, ah, it's Disney. I'll just, it'll come back. Yeah, you ride it, right? You ride the stock. But there should be some long-term planning going on here. Well, I mean, Disney's stock price, yeah. I mean, since, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have pulled out. So like in March of 2021, it got up to 197 bucks. Today's the stock price is 95 bucks. So they've gone down 100 bucks, which is pretty significant. That's a huge drop. Yeah, so people have pulled out because they've seen, they've looked at the thing, and it, Disney's not making actually making any money. 
with and Disney I don't, Plus. I don't think it's superhero fatigue because there is still shit out there that's no. good that people are enjoying. That's that's no, yeah. I think superhero fatigue well. is a very lazy way of describing it yeah. because yeah. as we're going to talk about, there are good superhero things out. Yeah. It's Great. just yeah oversaturated mediocre fatigue. Yes, it's half-assed you fatigue. Yeah, if you can't yeah. just put shit out. And uh, just expect it to do whatever. Right. Uh, all right. We'll see what happens. The end of the year is always very interesting uh, with stuff. So let's take a quick break here, fellas. Cut some promos. We're going to play some promos. We'll play some promos. And talk about a really good superhero content that's out right now, right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. For all the pioneers, I'm going way back, way back, way back. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Woo News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school Fresh. Doc and Nerd Listener, if you like this show and you join us every week, there this is a great time to join our awesome Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And you can give back and support the show and ensure that it keeps coming out. We appreciate all the continued support we get from we our do. listeners. And our Patreon community is our favorite. And this is a good time to join because there was going to be uh, a bonus episode on our Patreon exclusive podcast feed that already features bonus content. The shows come out early. There's instant reactions. Anthony, you want to you want to tell them what we're doing? Yeah, we we for the listeners that have been contributing in the you pick it tier, we fully acknowledge that we've been a little bit behind on reviewing the movies you've picked. There's a couple still. Uh, yeah. Do uh, yeah, a couple, couple, couple more we got to do. Couple. So what we're going to do is we're going to do those movies, but as an added bonus for everyone that contributes on Patreon and for those that are not at the You Pick It tier, we're going to release those reviews for you Patreon listeners only. So for the ones that are already contributing, you're going to get some additional bonus content in addition to the instant reactions, the early releases of shows, our random ass shit talk before and after shows. Um, but you're also going to get some of these reviews from the You Picket tier. And for those that are not in the You Picket tier and want us to review a movie, there you go. This is your incentive. You can pay us a little more and we'll pick them. You can pick a movie once a year and we'll review it and we'll throw it on Patreon. Sign up, send us your picks. And but then when uh, you're picking a movie, let me just, let's just say yes. this. You can really pick whatever you want. But I mean, come on, like pick, pick something that, you know, would be an entertaining show. Just Not like only that. that, but like it might get to the main show where everyone yes. can hear it if, if it's, it's something that. that's worth worthwhile. We're, that, so, very well said. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're picking something that like has like 
think about it. We got to put this up and then we, we want, want people to listen to it. So if it's a movie that's going to turn everyone off, we, we're not going to put it on the main show. But uh, hey, we'll still it, do it. You yeah, could, yeah, yeah, we'll still do it. it. No matter. I'm just I'm just giving you an advice about like if you want it to be on the main show or not. I trust our Patreon peeps to pick stuff that's fun to talk about that will be enlightening. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that was a long spiel to say we got a re- as Emron mentioned, we got a new episode coming out on Patreon where we're reviewing a movie only That's on Patreon. Sign up there. You can you're going to get Jock that. and Nerd Plus. Yeah, it is. It's Jock and Nerd Plus streaming premium. Right. Uh, and you can also hang out with us once a month on our Discord Hangouts. Uh, this next month is Thursday, December 14th. And there's a tier where you get an exclusive T-shirt. But uh, sign up today for all this fun bonus content. Uh, okay, let's get to this week's review. We just mentioned Invincible. We are going to be talking about it's the mid-season finale of season two of Invincible. Four episodes are out. You're going to take a break. It says coming back 2024. Uh, I don't know when, but it's a good time to discuss it. And boy, what a fucking mid-season finale it was. Here are your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Of course, this is the show based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman, who also gave us The Walking Dead, and has just built a fucking crazy empire uh, from his comics onto the small screen Um, with a stellar all-star cast, and uh, we'll get into the cast. But Anthony, let's do this. We're gonna get. I want to get into episode four because it was fucking wild. Mm. But the first three episodes kind of were uh, kind of all over the place, not in a bad way. Right. You have there's a lot of side plots and it was we didn't get to the meat of it until this last episode. Every what everybody's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Why don't you run us through uh, how we got here in these first three episodes real quick? Oh, God. Um, if you want me to run down the first three episodes. Yeah. Like what's happened so far? Yeah. So we're coming off the fallout, obviously, of Omni-Man. Uh What's his fucking Invincible's dad? What's Invincible's name? Nolan. No, 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 not Invincible's name. No, that's Mark Grayson. Omni Man. Omni Man. Yeah. Mark. Oh, Mark is his. No, Nolan is Omni Man. No, you. Yes, fuck. you were uh, asking for his dad. No. Yeah, I was. No, I was asking for Invincible. <laughs> Anyways, Mark. Um, we're coming out the fallout of Omni Man leaving Earth after he had revealed that he's there to take over and part of the Viltrumite Empire, and Mark is dealing with the fallout of that of getting his dad betraying him. The government agency doesn't really trust Mark because he is the son of Omni-Man. There are, it's revealed that there are many, many universes where this has happened. And Mark has actually worked with his father to take down Earth, but except this one. Uh, They did create an enemy with a guy uh, played by Sterling K. Brown, who was originally trying to uh, combine the knowledge is the knowledge of every version of himself from multi, every multiverse to stop the impending Viltrumite takeover. But Mark accidentally thwarted that, and he's created an enemy there. Um, the m- person that uh, Seth Rogen's playing, the Alan, Alan, um, he dies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because of a mole played by uh, Peter Cullen's character, Op- Optimus Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Um, but yeah, and we're just basically, and then we have a side plot with the 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 two Tuamaller twins yeah. and them figuring out who's the the real twin and who isn't, and getting in these side missions. We have uh, Adam Eve dealing with her parents still not liking her and 
trying to figure out what she's doing and if she's using her powers for the right reasons. We're dealing with uh, Mark's mother. What's her name? Uh, Debbie. Debbie. She's depressed because her husband this whole time has been lying to her and whole thought of her as a pet. Yeah. And we're dealing with that. And, and Mark's going to school and, and balancing going to school with his powers and having a girlfriend that understands now what his responsibilities are. And uh, we're also dealing with the fallout of... Uh, Oh well, the guardians of the of whatever the fuck they are. Oh uh, yeah, the guardians of the globe. The guardians of the globe. There, there's a slide plot with them, and then there's a side plot with a dude who died in the first season. Now maybe being something else. Donald. There's a Martian that's pretending to be a human. Oh yeah, there's a Martian that's really that's awkward. The guard, yeah, there's a but, lot of little side plots. Yeah. Um I guess now that I've talked, mentioned it, some of the side plots work better than others. But we got up to this point where now where uh, Mark because he's so altruistic has been conned into coming into this planet that is full of insects that needed his help. And it's really his dad that uh, conned him into coming to the planet to talk to him. Amazing cliffhanger at the end of episode three and four picks up right there. Uh, Ruggs, what'd you think about the, the setup so far as we get to the fourth episode? Cause the whole time you're like, where's Omni man? When the fuck are we going to get to this story? There's a lot of filler, but it's kind of, sets the mood for the story in a lot of ways. So there is a, I don't know if it's a dream sequence or a false future where you see invincible is like the bad. Invincible. Well, that's just a different universe. I thought right. they were showing us, but that's, that's a, a tool yeah. to like set the stakes, right? Yeah. Like oh, this character that you like is now going to suck. Yeah. You know, you don't want that. And uh, so you get this kind of preview of that. And they do a good job of like kind of just like getting you to up to speed about what everybody's up to. Yeah. And it's all going to crescendo, hopefully, in the next four or five episodes. Uh, when they when they finally get to the reveal that uh, Omni-Man has manipulated uh, Mark into going to this planet to help him out. It's revealed that. He needs Mark to stop a Viltrumite invasion on this planet. Yes. And that's a huge slap in the face to Mark. Yes. Because he just fucking almost died fighting his dad because his dad wanted to take over the Earth and fucking give it to the Viltrumites. And so now he's making this stand on this planet with a bunch of insects and he's he fucked an insect yes, lady. This and now a, he has a half insect kid. Amazing opening, even before the title card. That and got- it's just so insulting yes, to him. Not only well, of course. He, he needs his help. He's like, I got a new wife. Here's your brother. And he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me, which is exactly what I was saying out loud. I was like, well, the balls what, what's good, though, about that scene, though? I think that's so a good. great. It's a so great good. scene and a great setup. I like, though, because it, it felt more real when Omni-Man reveals himself. Uh, Mark sees him. And immediately he hugs him first. Yeah, yeah. He's about he's about to he's like, punch it's him. It's still like his dad, but then he he's wants like, to punch you. him, but he ends yeah, up punching. Yeah. But then there's a lot of fuck you dads also in there. Yeah, no, that I mean it's a good setup. And and I you like totally can follow like I can totally follow Mark's line of thinking. It all is very reasonable. Yeah. But then like a small part of you is like, I hate you, Omni Man, but fuck, yeah. man. I also it, it, are you like turning a corner? Are you becoming a good guy? Like, yeah. fuck, this is making me feel weird. So in the beginning, also amazing flashback. Cause you're like, what happened to Omni man after he beat the shit out of Mark? And we find out with a beautiful montage with the Nick cave cover of, I forget the songs of avalanche. And it was so well done. 
and you see Omni-Man just flying aimlessly through space, and he just comes across the, the bug ship in the black hole, and he just decides to save them and take them home, and they are so thankful that they're like, no, please stay. And, he, and you kind of get the feeling that he's like, look, I could start over here a little bit. They don't know what I've done. And then the fact that he cares so much about this, that moment when he's like, why do I feel like this? I shouldn't feel these things. And Mark is like, this is what you should have felt on Earth. And I was like, yeah, why? Why you feel about this now? And you didn't feel about this about Earthlings, but these bug people. Well, the irony, too, is he feels this way about um, a species that, like, if there was any like any species to not to think like their life wasn't worth saving, it'd be it's this the species that is like very ugly to them. And then also they only live like less live, than a year. They live a year. So that little brother is going to be grown up very soon. And then he's going to be dead. Uh, and then I love, have you noticed the title cards? Every episode kind of crack away more revealing something underneath hmm, whenever no. he says I'm invincible. Yeah. If you notice like every time it's more cracked. Uh, so yes, the, the, and you're just like stunned like Mark is. It's so the voice acting on this fucking show. It's so yeah, fucking good, dude. It this episode was great. It's like so it really good. was so good. There was that part where she he went she went to the grave of Nolan. Mm-hmm. Yes, Debbie. Like the fake grave that he's not, he's not in. Yeah. And she's just cr- sobbing. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this feels just as powerful as if I was watching live action. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's like, I didn't know you. Because everyone me. especially when they tie into the, the Omni Man stuff. Yeah, everyone's reactions and the way everyone's acting, even though it's a, it's a cartoon or animated, it all feels so real. Like it feels how real people would act in these situations. It's complex because yeah, they're not just super black and white uh, yeah. people. Yeah, they're all they all feel like people. Yeah, and like you almost sympathize for fucking Omni Man this episode. Almost, yeah. It didn't like, make fuck. you sympathize with him like he was protecting his family, and I was like, this fucking guy. Now I want him to win. What we get, so he tells them the Viltrumites are coming. And, well, he's like, and just on that note, like yeah. that's exactly what I praised like Loki for, right? Yeah. Is like you take a despicable character, and there's still some work to be done for sure. But you take a despicable character, and you're like, "Fuck, redemption like, is good." This character, you know, that's the human experience, right? Not not necessarily you're going to fucking mass murder everybody, but. You commit a, a big mistake, and then you like work your way back at like maybe not re- like fully atoning for the mistake, but like doing the best you can to to get there. And he's doing the best he can, yeah, to to change. Yeah, you can tell he kind of wants like to make up for what he did on Earth, but he's changing because of like the circumstances he's in. Do you yeah. think this is a ruse, though, by Omni Man? Yeah, like, he's just manipulating everything. I feel like that he's a master manipulator. That didn't. That didn't. That didn't uh, fully. Cu- that was in the back of my mind too. I was like, "Is he just being an asshole again?" Yeah, but if he said, "Why would he set this up?" Like that, we right. are given a brutal battle. He's going to be executed. He left because he's still. If he can't save these people, he could still be like, "We can save Earth by taking it over and being in charge of it." Well, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He, I don't. All the Thraxians get killed. He doesn't even save those a lot people. Of them do, yeah. like, what, oh. Whoever's in the cave is not dead. Yeah, so there's the cave scene, and that's also great because Mark learns to, he starts talking to the wife and the baby, and then he protects them, and he's now he's invested because it is his dad. That cave battle is amazing. He thought he killed that guy. This fucking two-on-two battle between the remaining two soldiers and these two 
was unbelievable. Hair whip lady was was great. And the brutality, the moves, uh, back and forth. Uh, Mark not being able to kill and and Nolan going, look, you kill or you're going to be killed. You have to act like a vulturebite. These people are here to kill you. And he does hesitate and it gets him stabbed. Uh, but then Nolan, no, well, pu- he kind of lets go a little bit. He does. He but yeah. there's a he starts to show that he yes. can hang with these guys. After getting cut a bunch of times, he sees the dead bugs and he's like, "All right, fuck this." And he's like, "Stop holding back. This isn't Earth." And you know, at that point, you're with Nolan. You're like, "Yeah, motherfucker, this lady's gonna fucking kill you. What are you doing?" Uh, and so he gets stabbed, and then Nolan punches that guy, <laughs> punches that guy's head in, which is amazing. And then he elbows that lady in the mouth to kill her. Uh, but they ultimately lose. That dude was not dead. That was great. And gets comes back, kicks him in the back. You hear bones cracking. And then he dies. And so Nolan is being taken back to Viltrum to be executed. Uh, and the other guy, that's Clancy Brown voicing that guy, tells Mark, you have to complete your father's mission. And I love the advice he gave him, gave him because you can kill a couple of hundred humans to uh, get them to capitulate. But we will kill millions if we come back and these people don't bend the fucking knee. Right. I was like, holy shit. And then Nolan's telling him, read my books. Apparently he wrote a bunch of books. I didn't even know that. Except Debbie has now given away all the books and they're on the fucking curb. I think there's clues in there on how to right. defeat the Viltrumites. No, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a, a setup for the next part of the season, right? Like, it's like, how the fuck is Mark going to get out of this? Yeah, he's fucked. They're going to kill his dad. And then they've also, they've set up, they're setting up the Angstrom, Levy, and the Dimensions. I'm right. interested to see where what that What do the Viltramites in. want with the Earthlings? The fact that they can fuck them and make more Viltramites? Yeah, they're just, well, they're just taking over every planet. And Earth but is a what, worthy planet. There, well, he did mention there's rules on who they can reproduce with. Like, it's right, right, right. Better Earth, with humans because they're, those they're better, closer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah the they just want to like, take it over. Yeah. The guy's like, you had a baby over here, too? Just wants to fucking kill everybody. I just can't believe he fucked that thing. <laughs> yeah, what? How does that work? Where I bet uh, I put my my penis in your cloaca. In, yeah, in your cloaca. What are your guys' thoughts on? I, we we all I think we're all in agreement. The main plot is really good. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on some of the side plots? Well, I like some of them. I like that a lot of people are suffering from identity crisis. Right, that's a big theme. Mm-hmm. Like Debbie doesn't know who she is. Donald, Donald finds out that he died and literally doesn't know what the fuck he is. That's great. And even uh, Adam Eve, she doesn't know how to be a superhero. She almost gets a couple killed. I feel like that Adam Eve has got the most power in the entire fucking show. Ah. And she just doesn't know how to use it. Yeah, I mean, she takes out that dude, right, who's stealing the thing from the thing. Can't she just make anything into anything? Like, she should have been able to just take him out. She can. Like I would have turned all of his fucking armor shit into fucking bubbles, and then that he, he would have no because he's like all robot. Like yeah, I don't think she could do it to organic material, but I no. think she could yeah. do it to. He, uh, his, he just has a gun. She's just got to change the fucking yeah. gun to something else. Like yeah. why? I feel like that they wrote wrote that to happen, and I hate when that happens. But like, it's an obvious writing that like, she could totally solve that problem, but. They choose not to do it that way. The the Adam Eve plot, I'll say, is the one out of all the plots, the one that feels like it's not directly tied to anything. 
Yeah. And maybe it'll will, but it always feels like when they cut to that, like that I'm watching almost not a different show, but just a different part. It's not, that, it doesn't feel completely connected at all, whereas everything else feels like it's still part of the main show. The Adam Eve stuff is like a, is like a follow up to her, that one episode. Right. You know, it's more right. that, the special episode. Um, but, and then the Mauler twins, which is great, they finally figure out which one's the clone. Because one of them's burnt halfway, and the other one's like, ah, I remember all this. And he goes, that means you're the clone, fucker. And fucks with him. And then that guy in the credit scene, I love all the credit scenes they have, too. Uh, and the clone kills the OG, poisons him with his shitty lemonade, I guess. So what's going to happen there? What's the deal with Angstrom Levy? Uh, what's the deal with Donald? Like, some of this stuff is very good. Uh, Mark Hamill was that guy uh, who visited Debbie Art. We just got to shout out this fucking amazing voice cast. Steven Yoon doing an amazing job. Oh, yeah. He's great. He is so good. Um, and apparently there was an article Robert Kirkman like leaked that he is essentially going to be Sentry in something. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's out. Yeah, we so, know that. So what makes the show so good? I think that they stick to the main narrative and the narrative is 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 something that's uh, universal. So the narrative is about, you know, your parents and being able to trust your dad and uh, be, want to be wanting to be like your dad. And then you find out like your dad is an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And people want to be heroic. People want to do the right thing. If they, and um, I think being a hero is an interesting thing to talk about. Because it takes it requires sacrifice. It, re- it requires you to make tough decisions sometimes and get the blame when things don't go well. Yeah. So I feel like that there's a lot of interesting things in just in that, and they linger on it. Where other shows make it about other things, and the heroics and all that stuff is kind of, you know, second tier. I feel like this really gets to the meat like you don't really you really get to know mark you really get to understand what he really loves his daddy his dad is like his hero Mm -hmm. and that his dad was like this big driving force in like the entire culture that he grew up in and now he has to deal with like not only that he's evil Mm -hmm. but um like there's a whole bunch of other one mustache dudes that are like out there, a whole planet of just like there. him. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty. It's like it's almost. It's very similar to like uh, Star Wars, like that father fucking son thing where oh, Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah, yeah. And those are. I mean, George Lucas picked that theme for a reason. The universe is very powerful. Yeah, it's layered. It's nuanced. The dialogue is this. Believable and sincerely delivered. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree with everything. I think the show, more so, and this isn't good or bad, it just is the way it is, but more so than the boys, very much leans into underdog superhero story, right? Like the yeah. odds stacked against him, but he still ends up trying to do the right thing. Um, they execute all that really well, and it's animated and voiced really well. And then you also have like the adult side of it with the brutality and then some of the more adult themes but yeah i think at the end of the day i think it's a show that everyone can relate to like rug said and 
everyone wants to see a a superhero be a superhero. And that's what Mark tries to do. The first three episodes like really helped you connect to Mark even more. Just the stuff I'm going to college, you know, banging his girlfriend. Like you needed all that, and it was a great well, build. Up I mean, even the this. first episode, he he tries to do the right thing, right, and fucks. He it gets up. sent on orders. He does the right thing, right, in his yeah. mind. But in his by doing the right thing, he's created this like supervillain. Yeah, that was trying to actually also do the right thing. He just they just didn't know that they were going. At the, they it's were very Spider Man. It's yeah. very. I was going to say, there's a lot of Spider Man in this. Very Spider. Well, Spider Man is my opinion is one of the best superheroes. Like, if it's not the best, it's in the top it's, three. Yeah, it's just the so, perfect like concept. So, if you're taking the Spider Man playbook, it's just like the Spider Man mm-hmm. Superman playbook. All right, so you got Superman and Spider Man combined now. Yeah. Yep. You've somehow thrown all that into the Matrix. Like, you have the teenage angst. The uh, person, the kid who's learning to be a hero and kind of like having the odds stacked against him. He's the underdog a lot of the time. He creates his own enemies by accident a lot of the time. Yeah. And then you got the Superman aspect where like you have this godlike figure that, you know, that is. uh, And you trust him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's got he made the milkshake. He made the fucking. Superman, Spider-Man, milkshake. And Mark, with, the, and, yeah. with the hint of Star Wars with the father. Yeah. The, you know, the bad guy. It's all like good stuff that we love put together in a great package. And, the you know, Mark's got the, the thing where he's going to do the right thing and you buy it uh, like that in the first episode with the Atlanteans when he's fighting that thing and Cecil's like, just leave and it gets and then it gets loose and it starts attacking them. And he's like, no, I'm going to go back. Second episode. Oh, it was the second episode. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to go help them. And I love the moments when he doesn't listen to Cecil, actually. Well, yeah, he's, he's like, he, I think Cecil says something like, you're not your father. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's saying, he he paraphrasing. Exactly. he's like, that's exactly why I have to go help he's, him. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, great. It's, it's a great show. So good. So it's, far, it's, so, it's pretty, I mean, so far, the second season has been good. I mean, the only doubt, the only criticism I have is some of the side plots at times can be a little, they can take away from. The, the forward momentum that what we all care about, which is the main story, but I get what they're doing. They're building, they're building a world, and they're they're continuing to build a world around. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to make they're trying to spread it out as much as they can. They don't want to just bet it out all on on Mark on Mark's shoulders. They want to be able to be able to pad this out to other things. They're trying these little like the you know the other show with the girl. What's her name? Adam 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 Eve. Adam Eve. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird name. Anyway, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they're gonna do more of those. I think they're gonna do more of those mini episodes with other people. I can yeah, see I don't, that I don't, I don't mind that because they all they're all very rich. I mean, rich characters. The boys does the same thing, but I mean, Amazon just killing it with this fucking best superhero content. Yeah, they got TV lucky right because these they have these kind of like unknown characters right. like to the mass public not to nerds like us we obviously know but uh or are familiar with them but they they don't have a lot of baggage with these so they can like do it yeah and uh feel free to do it and i think that that freedom allows them to to really like go above and beyond but you'd be shackled you know, you have to, like we have this thing, but we have to change it every in every single way to make it unrecognizable. 
No, they're like, they're somehow sticking to it or, or the essence of it or figuring out something that's lacking in the other superhero shows and bringing it, bringing it in. Well, you know, I think to that point, I think, and Amazon's struck out on stuff, right? Like, I think the Lord of the Rings stuff wasn't yeah, very yeah, well yeah, received. Yeah. But I think Amazon's overall philosophy, I know this actually to be true, is they don't look at their streaming as like a revenue generate like they don't look at streaming the same way that like netflix or disney plus or anything looks at it they look at their streaming as more of like a, a an added benefit to being a prime member right so you get as a prime member you get the free shipping you get the streaming you get the music like they just look at it as another way to advertise amazon so i think when you have that philosophy of like this isn't necessarily our main money driver i think you can let the creatives kind of do what they want because you're not looking at it with the eye of this has to f- satisfy xyz uh, well that's kind of brilliant right it's, i'll tell you why it's because you're getting amazon prime because of uh you what you want to have faster service or whatever with amazon right but you're still giving them money every month right and like so they got that flow of money it's yep. flowing in Every day, every month that you you're paying that subscription, it's there. So they have that money to play with. They just yeah. have it. So yeah, why not make some cool shit? Right. Because like if you cancel Disney Plus, you're just not gonna be able to see that shit anymore on TV. Yeah. If you cancel your Prime, well now if you're a Prime member, you know you're not gonna get that free shipping. I gotta wait two one. days. Fuck that. Right. right. <laughs> so like there's there's more that you lose by canceling your Prime. Well, you get and also you get Amazon Music. There's right. a lot of shit that Dude, you get. Do you yep. know there was one a couple weeks ago Sunday night? I ordered something. It was on my fucking doorstep 8 a.m. the next morning on Monday. I was like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, they, they got they warehouses everywhere. Some Imran. fucking robot flew over a drone and dropped it off. <laughs> something. I was like, holy shit! Like, but I know you can get stuff within hours too. You order it at the right yeah. time. Yeah, it, I think it's just. I think they can. They get a little bit. They might have because of their business model. They they might be able to let their creatives have a little bit more rope. Yeah, they they have. A, but I figure like Disney has other revenue streams, right? They have the parks and stuff like that. Well, so it's Apple. Yeah. Well, Apple is similar. Like Apple has a similar philosophy. Yeah, I think they they yeah. use their streaming to yeah. really as be an added benefit to their hardware. And they have a like a very small curated prestige library of things, all originals. Where there's so much right. shit on Amazon, you watch like so much shit. Uh, let me ask you guys about the quality of animation. Did it, uh, did anybody put rugs on this one? Any dip or anything in the quality? Because I've noticed on Twitter they're getting some shit about the quality of the animation, and you know the last season ended over two years ago, and then they give us four, and then they go on a break again. But I think that's just to get away from like the holidays. I think it'll be back in January. I feel like the animation is pretty good. I don't. I don't mind. Now it. I'm comparing it to like Justice League. American animation always sucks. So yeah. like, if you if you compare it to like American animated TV shows that are that come out, um, with the exception of uh, Scavenger, whatever. Rain. What was that? Scavengers Rain. Rain. Yeah. That's another level. But like, this is pretty good. This is par for that's par. It's not like breaking boundaries, but it's par. Like, I feel like it. It stands toe to toe with Justice League, and like 
the Batman show and everything like that. I feel like it's very, very much par for the course. I would say it's pretty safe. Yeah. I mean, aside from all the bloody fucking. Well, yeah, in terms of the animation style, like this this is what this is the style you would expect to see and, and find to be passable. Yeah, it's definitely reminiscent of like Saturday morning cartoon. I'll, I'll tell you really something violent. that's weird. Like DC started doing this new animation style. Yeah. That looks like a comic book. Oh. But it moves. Oh. And I don't know if I like it. Like it's I'm, different. <laughs> and it is it is different. And it is very detailed and it, it's crazy, but like I don't know if I like it. I feel like that the style doesn't flow. Even though it's really well drawn. You know what I'm talking about? Did you see like the new any of the new stuff that's come out in the last like couple of years? It's been like this. They got some new Justice League movies coming out, I think, that have that style. No, but the thing is, DC like has like different styles for different things. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then there's they have this one style that they're using for like that they used it for that new Superman movie. Well, and the the Superman cartoon it was like a t- completely different style. That, w- that yeah, w- but that's more that actually actually flows a little better. Yeah, that w- I like that style. That, that has works. more of an aesthetic uh, animation aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. other one looks just a very comic booky aesthetic, like a motion what? comic. Remember motion comics? I do remember motion comics where they would just kind last. of move a little bit, kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about, Rugs? No, no I got to no, show it's, it's a you. step above motion. Yeah, it's got to be because that was that's old old tech. I'm also I'm glad I didn't haven't read Invincible or The Boys because I'm Same. just en- enjoying the story unfolding. I'm so I'm also glad you haven't read those because you know what you do you I love ruined, to fucking tell everyone what happened you know, in the comic the walking dead you know i did it with the walking dead and then i was like okay you know what i'm not gonna I, i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna read them later uh so it's yeah apparently they are being faithful to the comics but i'm glad i didn't know what was happening some people were knew the brother was coming or whatever i guess the brother oh yeah, yeah the I, put the, I put it in the chat oh you could it's a trailer but you know whatever it's got. It looks like it, a comic book. Oh, Superman, movie. Man of Tomorrow animation. Okay. Yeah, you see how like the if you skip to the middle where him and Lobo are fighting. Yeah. It looks like comic book drawings that they're animating, and it looks oh, yeah, kind of yeah. weird. It, oh yeah, it does mm. look different. It it's not as fluid. It's very uh, stuttery almost. It yeah, feels it, like it, like it feels like they cut them. They're cut out, and then they're on a different background. Oh, they so do what like they're that. doing here? The thing is, these unlike uh, uh, the invincible animation, there is a thick outline around the characters. Yeah. So if you're asking me, is it better than this? I will say a hundred percent better. Uh, than yeah. This. Where the the invincible style is just a very thin, consistent line for most of the drawn line. It's like one, if you just freeze frame it, it looks fine, but in motion something about it doesn't look it's right. It's a little it's very stuttery. Yeah, it's not that's why that's wild. I did see Oh yeah, I do remember this style. And a lot yeah. of the movies are coming out with that same style and you I'm like You know what? I think it's cheaper to produce cuz you're literally there's no like in betweening. It's just like the 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 big motion frames it's jumping to. Yeah, I feel like that it's just like Almost like an animated storyboard. That's what it looks like. It might just be that it's it's cheaper to produce this if they're gonna. Make so a like, bunch of these. if you want to like shit on Invincible, like yeah. just compare it to that. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, the Invincible is a lot better. I, I like it. Just just like even though that has a little bit more detail into it. Yeah, it's still like if it doesn't flow and the pictures just then it it needs to all work together. 
I mean, and I get, I see what they're doing. Like big thick outlines around your characters works great on on a printed page, right? In comics, for dynamics to pop the character out. But in when it's moving in this animation, it's kind of it's kind of jarring hmm. because you the environment and everything have to work together. And yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it just looks like Anthony said, like someone like cut it out and stuck it on there. Yeah, like that's exactly what it reminds. Because me like yeah, the, some of the backgrounds are painted and these things come out looking very flat on top. Whereas it's way more consistent in Invincible, and you're getting all these different planets. Yes, and you watch Superman Man of Tomorrow, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah Superman Man of Tomorrow trailer or the movie. But yeah, no, the little this is very simple. You have like a, a, a highlight light. You got a, a shadow uh, elements on these characters that are consistent, and it's very reminiscent of stuff you watch growing up. Also, yeah, it's like anime or yeah. like Justice League. Or uh, what's that? The one with the young justice, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very reminiscent of that stuff. It's very, very on par with that. So I don't mind it. And when it gets bloody and gory, it's fucking great. See, <laughs> see them all fucked up. So yeah, well, we're gonna have to wait a little bit, but I think early uh, next year we'll get the remaining four episodes. Yeah, it's good stuff so far. I mean, yeah, we have such like little good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's when you have it, you, right yeah, you, you really you gotta enjoy what you can. So all you gotta do is make us get us some good fucking characters and some good drama. Do we want to rate this now or we want to wait? I mean, it's well, good. at this point in time, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. a solid like seven or an eight. Easy, oh, really? Yeah. I'll, yeah, go higher. Go yeah. A higher. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. And in in the best part is is it has an intriguing hook for the next season, right? So. I'll, it makes you want to go, okay, what's going to happen next? That's all you want. The break is kind of smart. It'll give people a chance to catch up and the buzz to go um, before dropping the second half. But can't wait. Okay. We got some thoughts from our listeners. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, stinks. Regarding the Invincible mid-season finale, you got a couple of comments. Roka Slu says, besides silly side plots, which I completely enjoy. This for is example, Rokas Barokas. I think it? it's Rokas Barokas, and it came up Roka Slu. Okay. I think who else? How many Rokas can there be? Well, millions. There's just like Go there's ahead, lots sorry. of Imruns. Imruns, Barimruns. Rokas Barokas. He says, besides silly side plots, this is probably the best superhero related thing I've seen this year. Absolutely. And then our buddy David Malofsky Lalo checking in. Remember Malofsky? Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen a comment from him Editor in cape. Uh, yes. Place to hang your cape. Uh, David, great to hear from you. He says, no one has been more shocked than me that Seth Rogen has been behind the three best pieces of superhero media this year. He says, this t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And Gen V. Yeah, this is uh, produced I didn't by know he's behind Gen V. Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen uh, do the boys. They do Gen V. He did Mutant Mayhem. Oh, wow. And this, uh, they. Uh, Who would have yeah. thought? Him combined with Robert Kirkman's like fucking vision of blowing things up that he's made. Who would have thought? And Seth Rogen plays Alan the Alien on this, too, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rogen is killing it. He's killing it with this shit. Uh, I like Mutant Mayhem. That's also on it's on Peacock, I think. Or no, Paramount Plus. I'm going to watch that again. 
Uh, then I got some questions from our buddy Dirk Wood over on the Instagrams, the IG okay. over there. Comments from our last episode. He says, has anyone floated John Boyega as King? He really impressed playing multiple characters, too, in They Clone Tyrone, and he certainly deserves another crack at a franchise. Sure. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Why not? I don't know if he wants to play Finn anymore. He can leave Star Wars. He can be King. And then uh, regarding Fantastic Four, which I got a couple of more rumors of fucking Fantastic Four. He says, Vanessa Kirby is a great actor, but she has this sort of permanent who farted face. That was me. I just can't get over. I don't know. I'm just never really warm to her. Does she do the who's uh, the smelling the fart acting? A little bit. But that's that adds to the mystique. I like Vanessa Kirby. She likes to smell. She smells a lot of farts. And she may not be... The thing, uh, Sue Storm, because none of this is confirmed. Uh, have you heard some of the new rumors? There's so there's that rumor, there's that rumor that's been going on for a while that they are going to make Silver Surfer uh, into a female, into a lady. They're gonna gender flip it, whether it's the same, uh, it's a herald or just there has been a female, a woman Silver Surfer in the comics, and it is a title, right? To be Galactus's right. Silver Surfer, so the herald can be anybody. Uh, latest rumor, Anya Taylor-Joy eyed for playing a villain in Fantastic Four. Hmm. She could be uh, the, f- the female Silver Surfer. I like I, Anya Taylor-Joy. No, it was, uh, there, there was a character. I don't know who, who is the character. The female Silver Surfer? Yeah. Oh, what you were right. One is Nova and one is Juno. Whoa. So Nor- Norrin Rad is like the... The, the Silver Surfer that's in the comics, but right. there's there's no reason another per, another person would be the Silver Surfer. It's a title, right? Good work. I like, I like Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. I like her too. Remember I don't know, I don't know about her Silver Surfer, but everybody got to get in on the fucking superhero game. Remember Queen's Gambit? It was fucking good. Great show. Great show. Yeah, she's a good. Sense. She's a good actress. She was pretty good in the New Mutants. Says uh, what's her face? Uh, sure. She was magic. Magic. That's right. Yeah. She was great in last night in Soho. Oh yeah, yeah. So that. What about one, this other one though? This, this other, other one. Uh, another rumor for uh, Doctor Doom. Cillian Murphy now rumored. Wow. The whole fucking Scarface Oppenheimer himself. Oppenheimer. I like Cillian Murphy. I like Cillian Murphy. He's like five foot seven. Uh, All right, is but, he uh, short? Yeah. So is Tom oh. Cruise. You put him in some fucking lifts. <laughs> lifts. I didn't realize he was that short. Yeah, he's tiny. Put him really? in a metal fucking suit, dude. He'll be uh, huge. I like Cillian Murphy a lot, too. He's good. I don't know that he's my first choice for Doctor Doom. Yeah. I, like I, would, have, I would have Mads Mikkelsen in it, and he's the best. He, but Mads was uh, the bad guy from the Doctor Strange movie. Cillian Murphy height. Oh, wow. He's tiny. He is 5'7 and three quarters. <laughs> I didn't realize he was so short. Listen, his head was huge in Oppenheimer on that IMAX screen. I, you can't tell how short yeah. he is. Giant fucking Cillian Murphy. Oh, well, they've really like hid Cillian Murphy's height a lot <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, you really yeah. Now that he's famous, he's next to other people I know that are tall. I'm like, yeah. whoa, he's he so didn't much seem shorter. that short in Oppenheimer. He, he, that guy no, seemed like seemed a long, like a lanky very dude. Posing, yeah, long, yeah. lanky dude. He was taller than Einstein. Uh, so yeah. Imran, how yeah. tall are you? Uh, I'm probably about five seven. <laughs> five seven, five eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Somewhere you were shorter. Around. Somewhere around there, probably the same height. Cillian Murphy. So you're Cillian, you're basically Cillian Murphy. I'm Cillian Murphy. How tall is Tom Cruise? Give me his height. 
Five seven. Let's oh, see. he's the same what, what does it say? Five seven? Tom Cruise. The shortest height. person is Kevin whatever. Kevin Hart? Yeah, he's tiny. He's very so he's very you have Tom Cruise according to the the internet is five seven. All right. He's got those tiny little legs and then he runs. It's great. He loves to run in movies. Uh Anya Taylor Joy, great in the menu also. If you haven't seen that, it's a great movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. So, uh, just more rumors. Every week is new Fantastic Four rumors. Anyway, seems, like, seems like there's always new rumors. Yeah, I don't know Fantastic when. Four. When? What are they waiting for? Maybe the new year. Fucking tell us who it is. <laughs> is it Antonio Banderas or Javier Bardem for Galactus? Tell us who it is. Uh, okay, let's finish with some. What are we watching? Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters episode three. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! Remember I that? Shit? About that. What do we like they about that? Oh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. We got a couple of uh, monster sightings, monster appearances. We got a Godzilla. Big G, Big G made his little appearance. Yeah, what do you think of that? In the past, uh, confronting a fucking nuclear bomb that just goes off in front of him. What is, did they kill him? What happened? It made like, him what big. the fuck is this shit? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's about no, to that, eat that, it. They, they hinted at that in uh, the first Godzilla. That happened. Oh, that, yeah, that, they tried to kill him. Oh, that was the incident. The, but it just it just made him more cog diesel. Yes. I would think that would make him bigger. He just ate all that fucking He had like a big head if you watch it. That he was great looks like I, didn't, I, I was not expecting him to show up again in this. And I was like, oh shit, he's coming. Look at this shit. Yeah. A couple here are my quick thoughts. I, I still like the shows. Um I like the mystery. I hate Kate's character so far. I always I think she's just unnecessarily mean to everybody. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she's written like that, but I don't like it. Um, the only other thing is it's it right now. The um, I, I mentioned this earlier in the, another episode that I don't think they have the rights to all the Toho monsters. Yeah. So, so we're seeing like new monsters pop yeah, up every yeah, time. Yeah. And it would be more fun if it was like some of the Toho stuff. But secondly, I, I the new monster designs are like, they're just okay. I'm not like super you, impressed. You didn't by like that snow creature thing? I think it's just too busy looking. Like, that There's a lot going on there yeah. in the mouth, in the uh, tendrils and teeth. If you look at like a lot of the original Toho stuff, it's pretty simple designs. And they Ice just monster. Uh, and this one had like millions of teeth and like had like tentacles coming out of its mouth or some shit. I don't yeah. know what was going on. Yeah. But that's about it. Other, I still like the show. I'm just saying... Some of these monster designs because they don't. I'd rather it just be some of the old Toho stuff. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got to make new shit. They got to make new shit. I mean, that whole bit was great with Shaw and finding the guy and looking for his dad and getting to the thing and him realizing that plane that they thought crashed. He's like, this plane landed. And then he sees the claw marks and they're like, oh shit, uh, that was wild. How did it end? Did they get out of that or it just kind of no, ended there? Right, with the monster looking at them. Oh, that's right. He froze out. their Korean friend and then yeah. was looking at them. Uh, that's when our, that's when the dad shows up. Oh, the oh, dad's yeah. got to be there. I mean, somebody yeah, play, was. He's gonna be the hero. Somebody save them. Yeah, because he was somebody was in that tent, just in that tent, and he probably knows how to like placate the thing, calm him down. Or you still liking it, rugs after three? It's fine. I mean, I didn't expect much to begin with. So the fact that uh, they had something that tied to G fourteen in a couple episodes, it's it's nice to get like a little bit of. Uh, further explanation or further padding out of the story. I, I don't find the mystery to be that great, but like, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, at least they're handling it seriously. And it's not a, like, 
that would be more of an insult to me if it was just done really poorly and it was just like joke after joke and bad, like ham fisted thing after they've done. I mean, the contrivance of them landing on that mountain and all of a sudden, like the thing just immediately popping up as soon as they saw that, you know, right. That's yeah. a little contrived, but like I could deal with that as long as they're treating it like, you know, with somewhat some kind of, uh, some taste, mm-hmm. some kind of, direction they're going into something they're going after some kind of thing so it's um it's enjoyable it's not it, it great. is very contrived you're right they did find his plane very easily like they just found it well they, they also down. found the coordinates like didn't, oh yeah like, they just found like didn't the hacker girl just was like oh it's, it's this it's, here it is <laughs> I do love Kurt Russell. Jack Barton is great. And when he makes him fly, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, this, he knows how to land or he doesn't know how to land. He knows how to fucking bring the plane down. Uh, that was fun. Kurt Russell's the best. I mean, if he keeps going off the rails, then, you know, he could go into a bad spot right now. They're, they're towing the line. So in I the think. past storyline, they blow up the thing and now they have the funding. Basically, that was the yeah, yeah, a limited concept. budget, a limited budget, too. But she's all. She's sad. She's very sad because they think they killed him. But no, you're just going to make him bigger. I didn't think we get to see him again. I'm like, I wonder how many episodes he's in out of these 10. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, okay. Anthony, you watch anything else? No. No. All yours, guys. Oh, fuck. Rugs, I finished Scott Pilgrim. And you loved it. You know what? I, it, <laughs> I didn't mind it. I saw what they were doing. With Again, if you haven't seen it, the, here's the thing is like you kind of have to watch the movie and or read the book to fully appreciate this because this is like a third telling it's a, a third telling of the story or it's like an alternate version it's like a third version yeah i don't like it <laughs> but he does come back i kind of like some of the stuff i thought it got better at the end where it built to with the kind of the time i don't want to spoil it i don't know if you should watch it with the time travel stuff whatever uh and that part i like that either you don't like that either it didn't make any sense. I like learning about the ex-boyfriends. Like that was kind of illuminating, and I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. It was. It was. It was I, I thought it was stupid. It was fine. I thought okay. it was really Whatever. dumb, and it ruined the actual story. So, like the actual story is so much simpler, elegant. He's dealing with. He's dealing with this girl that he's got to date. He's got to deal with all the baggage that comes with it, and then it'd be cool if she had to deal with some of his baggage. And they could have done a little bit more of that. I mean, they tried to do that a little bit, but. Yeah, Envy Adams, but yeah. um, I don't know. It just felt like it was like a detour. But I, feel it's like- kind of like they just kind of like they nerfed this character to make it about Ramona Flowers, and I don't think, even though she's a little bit more interesting of a character than Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim is more fun, so uh, to follow. But I did it. like that some of the other characters got a little more stuff fleshed in. You know, like Matthew Patel was great and. Uh, uh, Wallace is hilarious. Uh, and that movie still happens, so I kind of like the meta thing where, like, the movie, the actual story happens in here because that is what happened. But then, if you're looking it. at it as a sequel, then it's not bad, no, yeah, I guess. But like, it's not really a sequel; or it's a retelling of the story. It's or, like a what if version of the story. Yeah, like, what if he didn't? Know. I don't know. What if Everybody. they? Just did it the right way. And that? then to have Will Forte as like the older uh, 
Scott Pilgrim voice is hilarious. Because I just pictured Will Forte. I mean, there was like that. The fight scene at the end was kind of fun. Yeah, that like, was dope. And he got all. There's the fun movies. to be had. I'm yeah. not going to say that it's completely shit. Yeah. I just think it's an unnecessary uh, diversion. You know, the other thing that was unnecessary on Netflix that I watched. Uh, the Squid Game, the challenge. <laughs> Game show. Of course you did. <laughs> Unnecessary, you know, of course, Mrs. The oh, I totally watched that. Too. Misses the point of the whole thing. You did. So I watched it. So here they're doing similar thing like Invincible. They put out the first five episodes and then it's going to come back at the end of November with the remaining five. So we got half a season. I watched the first episode that's red light, green light, just like in the show. And the people annoyed the shit out of me. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. And then it just kept playing and it sucked me in. And I watched all five fucking episodes. <laughs> and you know what? I kind of enjoyed it. The emotional manipulation the show places on these people. It's a little like forced drama, but I got into it. Rugs, what did you think? Because then they do the first two games the same. Then there's a new game. And then I like do- that there's no one safe. Yes. And that you're I'm like, who the fuck's going to win this? Like. I guarantee you that all these guys that we're following are going to be gone like next challenge. Yeah, there were some like alpha so, dudes that were kind of annoying and you hated and then they got fucking rem- eliminated. So, Anthony, here's what they do. Here's the setup. It's essentially the show. They do red light, green light. They do the cookie thing. The, everybody has a little ink pack on their body underneath their shirt. And it's hilarious because red light, green light. If you move, you're eliminated. Your ink pack goes off and you are supposed to. I guess they told them. You're just supposed to collapse and lay down like you got shot and you're dead. Mm. And so they continued to do these through the challenges. I thought they were sniping them with paintballs first, but it comes from the inside. Uh, but there's some fucking... It's like the, the show, you're left going, what the fuck would I do in this situation? You know, making friends and alliances and teams sometimes helps, sometimes doesn't. I mean, we've seen this with Survivor yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Brother. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's when you take new. out the, take out the horrible deaths that you're dying. Yeah, what are you really doing? Uh, you're basically just playing that <laughs> show. The only difference is that you got four million dollars. Yeah, everybody. And yeah. having that hanging over your head makes it a little bit more vicious. Yeah, but um, the set is exactly like the show, which I I love. But they haven't really put them into situations where anything, uh, like injury or anything like that's going to happen well so. apparently there has been some lawsuits from injury there was a couple one was uh people got hypothermia because apparently the set the warehouse where they shot this was very cold and they kept it cold and some people are suing for that and then the other thing i learned remember in red light green light i don't know why they were doing this a lot of people were doing this game and they had their hands in their pockets so that when they stopped they wouldn't like move but then a lot of people when the head turned around they were diving into the dirt for some reason because they thought that would get them to stop moving. Uh, a lot of people got hurt doing that and <laughs> sealing the fucking show. But I'm like, why are you diving in red light, green light? Just stop fucking moving. And when the thing turns around, they got hurt from diving into the dirt. Yes. During red light, green light. It sounds like something that would happen to Emron. Yeah. Yes. I, ooh, I, would, I would snap my arm the first fucking round of whatever. Probably. I'm like, how did you break your arm and run like green? Look, it, Long story. It, it's not Squid Game. No. But it's kind of like an, it's a challenge show. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's schlocky, like forced drama, game show reality. But I yeah, it's like the 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 100 or whatever that yeah, we watched. Yeah, physical 100 was great. That's better than this. This is a little bit beneath it. But they do the thing where like 
You're, you, well, the physical 100 had actually like fit people. Real, yeah, yes, real yeah, athletes. Yeah. yeah. And those yeah. were fucking real heavy. We got like old challenges. ladies in this. Yes. Well, like, it's international. There's people from all over the world. There's a yeah. mother and son in this. And like you're kind of rooting for them. And it's kind of weird. And so are they a threat? Because they know each other. Uh, they do the thing where they, they think they're going to do tug of war. And they make their teams. And everybody tries to get the strongest people. And then they just throw a new game at them. And it's not tug of war. So all that. And then they do the thing where like, oh, pick your friend to share this treat. And now you have to battle head to head against your friend. And what are you going home? So they do the same shit they do in Squid Game. The people's reactions. But people are fucking crying. They're stressed out in this. It's oh, yeah. Of- there's a lot of there's, <laughs> they had to choose the cookies. Yes. They, oh, yes. my God. Oh, that was great. Oh, my God. So, you know, I started crying. So get the fuck out of here. I was thinking this the whole time. Anthony, remember the cookie game? Yeah, we have to cut the cookie out. Yeah, so everybody knows you're doing the cookie game. They tell them to line up into four equal single file lines. And the first four people at each line go into the cookie game room, and they all have to unanimously decide which team gets what shape. They give them, like, two minutes, right? And they have to agree. And you can run over and touch the thing, whatever, but you have to agree. And if you don't agree in two minutes, all four of you motherfuckers eliminated. Next four go in. So this happens a couple of rounds. Me, if I was in that line, if I was in the fourth line, I, if I had to go in, I would turn to my line and be like, uh, we're getting the umbrella, people. It's just how it's going to be. I'm, I'm not going to be able to fight for the easy shape. So suck it up. Because nobody wanted the umbrella. And the, the guy who picked the team for the umbrella, they were so mad at him. And why I was would like, you want, why would you want the umbrella, Imran? No, because there's with all the other like alpha personalities, I was like, there's no someone's way. gonna get the oh, umbrella. Someone on your on your group is gonna get the umbrella. Yeah, out of the uh, four of you, someone uh, has so, to pick the umbrella. The circle, triangle, uh, star, umbrella, and you have to yeah. decide. And I'm like, I'm not strong enough to argue to get the easy one because I'll probably just be. At least you know yourself. You you yeah. you definitely would be the type to be yeah. like. Eh, I'll get the umbrella. I'd be like, oh, fuck, guys. I don't, I, I don't want to stick up for myself. <laughs> I would yes, whip my dick out and just pee all over the... Oh, uh, over the circle. The, the easy yeah. one. That's a good idea. Nobody tried to. Yeah. Did anyone get the umbrella? Touch it? Well, no, oh. yeah. One whole team gets the umbrella. And then everybody, they all go in and have to do it. And that umbrella takes out most of that fucking team because it's the hardest one. And right. you have the little needle and it was cracking. But they're sitting there licking the fucking cookies and shit. It's great. One team is getting the umbrella. So the stronger personality has to secure the easier circle. And I'd have been like, you know what? I'll just take the fucking umbrella. Let's not do this. <laughs> it means everyone's going to get eliminated, but whatever. So, yeah. Got it. Uh, anything else? Oh, I also watched The Killer. David Fincher's The Killer. Did you nice. like it or did you not like it? It was all right. It's a very, yeah. it's a very uh, leisure, slow paced, but... Th- there's it's intense. There's a lot of tension without there actually showing anything. Um, I didn't mind the the story. Essentially, is uh, Michael Fassbender is this like crazy hitman, and he's doing this voiceover. And he's telling you how badass he is and his philosophy and how you gotta just you know don't compromise, stick to the plan. And he's on a mission, and and in the beginning, you're just watching him do yoga while he's waiting for someone to show up. And I'm like, okay. So he bumbles this fucking hit, this badass guy that wherever he's, he's been talking this whole time, he fucks up a hit. And the remaining movie is told over a series of six chapters as the fallout from, he has to deal with the fallout from the hit. 
and uh, take out some other people. And after the like third or fourth chapter, I thought the movie was over. I was like, wait, there's more. Like he's taking, there's more. He's taking <laughs> care of everybody. What else is there? Uh, I did enjoy Tilda Swinton at the end. Uh, she was great in this that small part she had, and he was pretty good. It was, uh, it was okay. It's Fincher, but it was, it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. No, he's done. He has much better movies. Yeah. Uh, did you watch anything else, Rex? Mm, other than Skippity Paps. No, no, no. no it's good. Yeah. Just Skippity Paps on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Google that one. All right. Well, look. Uh, it's Godzilla minus one peak. Geek boner. Peak. Well, minus one peak week. It's peak Godzilla <laughs> week. <laughs> tried to recover on that one. <laughs> it's peak. It's peak. I got a peak. Peak Godzilla week. We got Monarch out, new episodes, and Godzilla minus one coming out. We'll be reviewing it. Next week, it right that's right on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it has 19 reviews, but it's a hundred percent out of 19 reviews. I can't wait to see this movie. I'm pretty excited. There'll be instant reactions on our Patreon and maybe a special guest joining us to review. Ooh. Anthony, well, how's your hype level for this one? I'm 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 pretty pumped. I, 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 I've seen a lot of good stuff come out about this. Movie. Did, you a, yeah, did you make a? Did you make a? Did you make a uh, a playlist to listen to to psych yourself up? Oh, like some like old Godzilla themes? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't do that. I should though. Yeah. yeah. My, 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 old, my all-time favorite outside of the um the the classics is uh the Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 93 theme which we've I've let Imran play before. I, I was saying this is not what David Molaski used to do. He used to make a playlist for the psych Oh yeah. Or uh, something, Nerd. yeah. <laughs> Remember playlists? No, I'm dude. I'm fucking super hype. I've heard uh, you really, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. The trailers have always looked great, and like watching Monarch has piqued my interest, and I'm 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 excited to see. So it's, it's a good time to be a Godzilla fan. Really amazing. I know. Isn't it great? Yeah, it is. It's really I good. I love it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends Godzilla is coming. That's it for this week, everybody. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Really Rug Boy. Come, fo- come follow me. Links to where we are on social in our uh, episode description and how to support and all that fun stuff right there. But the most important thing you could do, listener, share the show. Tweet it out. Post it. Share it with a friend. Text it to someone. A lot of fun ways to share in the app you are listening Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We will peep you next time. Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you, and you, you it. It. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I like turtles. I gave you the opportunity to be a cop, and you blew it. Jock and Nerd.